0: I'm Jess.
1: And I'm George.
0: And this is Trans-pantastic. Transpantastic,
1: a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them.
0: Like noisy licky dogs.
1: He's not wheezing.
0: He's not. Well, he, he was a minute ago, but he's not now. Yes. He was wheezing. He was. And George turning into a giant sweatball.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the life that happens Be No, it's part of it.
0: It is part of transition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. This yeah. is part of your gender. Your your gender is giant sweatball.
1: Yes. <laughs> Today's gender is... <laughs> yeah. It is as gross as it sounds.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. It doesn't
1: matter if you use foot powder.
0: No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Your tolerance for heat has significantly diminished over the past two and a half years. Yes. It has. And especially in the past year.
1: I can probably talk to the kinesiologist about this. Yeah. And make sure nothing else is going weird besides the dog <laughs> He's
0: in the over background. there wheezing. I don't know if the he's, microphone's going to get it or not.
1: He's just trying to breathe.
0: He is. He's old.
1: And he's feeling it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen a lot of dogs at the vet recently that are older than him or at least his age who are not nearly quite as old in their capacity to I don't know breathe walk
0: their demeanor is not as old as their chronological age
1: yeah i was kind of surprised anyway so, anyhow
0: dog yep sweatman yep
1: <laughs> well it you know the it's getting to be warm out it is and, by warm, I mean hot because everything feels too hot to me. It does now. And I, I'm sure it is related to hormones and changing the system to correct it and adding the testosterone, which helps everything else, has apparently turned up the heater, the internal heater
0: we used to go on hikes in the middle of summer and you'd be wearing jeans and I would be like sweating like I d- crazy. I don't,
1: I don't remember. And <laughs> all I've done lately is
0: And now you sweat. can't even go on a hike in the middle of summer. You have to start like before dawn.
1: I do. It has to be colder out and early in the morning it's cooler without the sun. Yeah. Once the sun starts hitting me I feel like I'm a vampire and I need to run.
0: And, hide. Aww. <laughs> so. and it- So you end up getting dressed for work and you have to dress professionally, which Mm -hmm. means that you can't wear any clothes that are too lightweight. Nope. And that usually means an undershirt and a button shirt and a pair of trousers and a pair of dress shoes.
1: Yes, usually. Fortunately, sometimes it does not because I have figured out that I'm going to be like one of the old German guys on my block when I was a kid and wear socks with sandals with my trousers.
0: <laughs> you are. I
1: have the kind of sandals that are, they're good enough for some of the everyday stuff I, I do, as long as I don't have to go to a particular kind of meeting or
0: uh-huh. event
1: of some sort.
0: The the shape is often called a cage sandal. It goes all the way around your foot like a cage. And it has openings, vents in the sides and For, around the toes. Yes, to help the sweatball not happen. It's then, not, you're not like wearing your Burks to... No. With the white socks like everybody did in what was that? Like the 90s or something. Do you remember that? It yeah, was like the thing. I,
1: I kind of remember that. Uh, yeah.
0: So nobody actually sees your socks at that point.
1: They don't, which is good because I really need the vents. What did you say the other day about maybe we should drill some holes? <laughs> you said the, the the decorative
0: yes like things the you see shoes with decorative vents punched along you know like the seams the little holes and they really are decorative at this point but it used to be that they were quite functional that the vents would go all the way through and they would let your feet breathe
1: and so i said to you so i get the drill and fix my shoes
0: <laughs> and i said probably a leather all would be better <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I, <laughs> I often come home lately, and I do. I feel like I'm walking around and squish, squish, squish. It's just a ball of sweat inside of a leather shoe, and it's really bad. So I you said bamboo socks can be more wicking. We can try this.
0: Well, I thought about that, but then I realized if you're wearing leather shoes and they don't vent at all, then there's no place for it to wick away and evaporate too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if bamboo or if athletic socks are going to help in any way. Any additional wicking material if they're still closed up inside a leather shoe.
1: The sandals should solve a large part of it. I could consider some canvas oxfords, which I've seen a lot of for summer. And I saw those like at the beginning of oh, spring, which would really be the end of winter. Apparently that's when they change the stuff in the store. So that that's something I could consider if I have a coupon for that store then I would consider it... And then I would at least have two different shoes. So the sandals I have are brown. I could wear thicker socks... That would just leave more room for squishy sweat to absorb into more squishy places. <laughs> and
0: you know, And at better. that point, I don't know if it would be like more insulation and more like space for the sweat to go to would distribute it better or if it would just mean like a bigger bag of sweat.
1: <laughs> I'm going to have to try some of each. I have a lot of hiking socks, but they're not really trouser socks. <laughs>
0: No, that is correct. Most of them would not look terribly professional when you sit down and yeah, have your feet hanging out. Right. Anyway.
1: Anyway, this is a transition factor.
0: Yes, as is your ability to swim.
1: Because what are those little floaty things, you, water wings you put on your arms? I had water wings in the front of my body before. You did. <laughs> and it made me float. So I'm not as used to the fat and muscle distribution, which means I just don't. Float is good.
0: And you learned to swim when you had a much more buoyant body structure. All of your muscle, I think it's less the distribution of fat and more the fact that you've gotten significantly more dense, like your muscles are much thicker your body is heavier even without increasing your measurements by that much this conversation
1: makes me think i should try to teach myself to float again so i can learn to relax those muscles enough because part of swimming for me because i am a very slow swimmer i didn't learn to swim until i was a very grown adult
0: yes and when did you learn to swim
1: i was 33
0: and where did you learn to swim
1: I learned to swim at the San Francisco YMCA with about 14 really
0: scaredy fags. They didn't want to get their faces wet.
1: They didn't like water on their faces. (laughs) It it made it much easier for me. It was me and the, like, 14 guys and um, our teacher. Swimming lessons were present for my birthday, and... uh, I learned to swim. I was very surprised because by the time you're 33, you're thinking, really? You know, if all the tall scaredy fags could stick their faces in the water, I could at least try to swim across the
0: pool. Yes.
1: <laughs> I could, I could actually swim sort of because I taught myself to swim like sort of a, a side stroke thing, but not with my face in the water. And I think there was a few other things that could have been fixed that would have been helpful, which weren't fixed till later, which was my nasal septum was deviated probably from. Yes. So you only, you know, hitting my face against something. (laughs) Windshield. Who knows? And, um, you did hit your face against a windshield once. I did. Once, twice, once. At least once. Okay. You know, or it could have happened when I was a kid, but if it gets bent, it's cartilage. It grows more and it grows in that bend and then it blocks your nasal passages. And so once I did get it fixed, which wasn't until I was probably about 35, I was amazed at all the air you could get through those nasal passages. (laughs) I had no idea how much air I wasn't getting through. So I think it probably happened when I was younger. Right. And then I enjoyed swimming hmm For some years, just because I was like, look at this, I can swim. <laughs> Who would have thunk? And that was a really good experience in, in lots of ways, just because I, you know, one of those things you never think you're going get, to get changed. Sound familiar? Hmm. Yeah, swimming.
0: So you did learn to swim, but now you're going to have to like kind of relearn because your body doesn't sit in the water the same way it used to. It doesn't. And then there's this whole
1: like getting... Myself situated in my swimsuit with my packer before I get in the pool at the gym.
0: There's that too.
1: So there's all that.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: think I'm okay with most of that process. I did a lot of that last year when I first got the swimsuit and the jock strap to go with that packer.
0: Yeah, we, we had an entire podcast, I think, or at least part of one about it.
1: Right. So I'm not too uncomfortable with the thought process and time it takes to make sure you've gotten yourself situated. And as you're you not going
0: to find your dick floating down the lane behind you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You got to be careful of these things. (laughs) And it's not like when you've got clothes on, these things are secondary, noticeable characteristics of your presentation. However, without a packer, it would be noticeably odd. You know, my hips would probably stand out more and everything else.
0: Yeah, although your hips are still significantly smaller than they used to be. Yeah, but they're there. So I need
1: to do the swimming thing. Uh And reline it because I have to take the boy to Boy Scout camp.
0: Which is also another issue of dealing with where is your dick at?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and how do I get it where it needs to be in my clothes or swimsuit?
0: With the dick patrol and a whole bunch of other...
1: Well, you know, those kind of places are fairly private for adults separated from children. Uh And my own personal dick patrol... We'll go out and play with kids. He'd rather do that than most other things. Yes. Hopefully more so than be the dick patrol. <laughs> so,
0: yes. <laughs> um,
1: so I'll have to figure that out. But I need to be able to swim 200 yards in 50-yard increments without touching anything in order to get us a pass to use the canoes and stuff like that and be in the deep end with him. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll be able to do it because I told his mom... Hey, make sure he can do this because he needs to do it for Boy Scout camp. And
0: And she used to be a lifeguard. So she's yep got those skills to teach him. And he's been swimming since he was, what, like two?
1: Yes, underwater. Yeah. It's not a problem for him. But it'll be a cold mountain type lake probably. I don't know. I have to check. It's probably warmer than here because it doesn't get as cold there at night. Where right. Where we're going. So he can probably do it. The swim part, it's the matter of him realizing what it is he's doing and making sure he doesn't touch anything. So that's what he has to concentrate on. I think that shouldn't be a problem for me. It's a matter of, I haven't swam at all. Because of all the getting situated and relearning, and then all the twitching I was having in my peck. So yeah, that's what I have to do.
0: Because you weren't swimming for a long time because you had the twitchy peck and then I
1: I had a twitchy peck going on, and that wasn't making anything comfortable. Swimming was okay while I was doing it, but then afterwards it wasn't. Nothing was. So things are better. I don't have a twitchy peck. I think that has to do with physical therapy mm-hmm. and some time. So I didn't take the time to teach myself to swim because of all these issues that go together and they each take a amount of effort and you have to have enough time at the gym to get them managed, whether it's getting your dick in place or figuring out how to go across the pool. It's not a big pool and there are enough swimmers that you want to try to go at a time when it's not as popular so you're not trying to share a lane with two other people. Right. Nobody ever wants to share a lane with me anyway. I'm slow. You are slow. Not in a hurry. Just want to stay with my head up above the water every time I need to breathe.
0: Eh, Uh, It works.
1: That makes me think about the exercising overall Mm -hmm. and the type of exercising that has and hasn't helped the pec recover. And a lot of learning not to do things that aren't helpful. I guess this is what guys do anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) well.
1: We have to learn and sometimes we don't. Recently, my vlog cast buddy that I watch talked about exercise and how he's found that he can't do the running and the weightlifting exactly the way he wanted to. And what really is going to help him more is to work on some core things like through yoga and Stuff like that. And I thought, you know, I've thought about that lately, that it probably would be helpful for me to do some of these other things, but I hadn't wanted to go into the classes where I used to do core stuff because it's all ladies in there. It is. And a lot of times the teacher forgets and calls everybody ladies. And even if I'm standing right there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And they don't have a men's only Pilates class or even any that are very well mixed.
1: Well, and the Sunday class, the Sunday yoga I've been going to the last several weeks off and on does have some men in there. Right. But that's a weekend class. A lot of the weekday classes, you know, if I go like at a lunchtime or my lunch or dinner time.
0: You're in there with all the stay-at-home parents who are almost all
1: moms. And and one of the people who used to teach it said when she was trying out some of the new exercises she would be doing them and her husband would say, you call that an exercise? And she'd say, try it. And then he'd try it. And it was really hard because it was a good, core exercise. And so, you know, they tease about that men should try these things, but that's probably one of the things that doesn't get the men into the class. Right. And that and and the timing and most of the men can do other things, but most of the men in the yoga class on the Sunday evenings are older guys. Yeah. Because they have figured out just lifting weights and running is just getting a little hard on their bodies and Right. So I've been considering you know, what to do about that. Mm-hmm. We were talking about me getting too warm and such. And lately, I've been tired. And we talked about that maybe a couple of podcasts ago, mm-hmm. and waiting for bud work and stuff like that. And I did get the bud work back. Yes. It took so darn long because I had to keep trying to remember to get there at the right time in my shot cycle. Yes. Because I like to make sure I do it at the same part of the shot cycle. I do it at the same part every time.
0: Yes, it wouldn't be very good to compare numbers if the last time you had it done was the day before your shot, and then the next time you get blood work is the day after the shot. The numbers are probably going to be higher, but that's not going to be an accurate reflection of your Bodily right. changes over time.
1: And they want you to typically do it in the middle of your shot cycle? Yes. So, so I have typically on... done it closer to the end of my shot cycle because I was having those metabolizing issues before and that's where I originally was supposed to do it after that middle mark right. rather than right before it. Right. So in any case, I like to get it in the same spot of the shot cycle and then I have to like remember now where did I put the papers because I thought I put them in this place and they weren't there.
0: Right. So if you're on a
1: weekly
0: shot cycle, you have to remember to go on day four or day five and you have to have everything ready before then in your car and have free time on that day while the lab is open and not get called away to something else during that free time. And
1: yeah, I like to go on day four in the afternoon Uh that, that keeps it consistent with all the other blood work cycles I've had. Right. So There's two things that have gotten significantly higher in my blood work since I've been on T. One is RDW, which I can't remember what it stands for, but by significant I mean what the levels were before, and I understand some of them, you know, we expect these from T and they're not a problem. My endocrinologist says it all looks good, but I like the kinesiologist to look at it because I have been more tired than I prefer to be, and...
0: RDW is red blood cell distribution width. Right. And it is one of those things that we
1: expect to change as you're on T. Right. So before I would be at like 13.7 or 14 point whatever. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at 39 or 43 or something like that. So that's a difference. Yes. And it is marked as high, but the other issue that comes up with my blood work is the blood work lab is through the hospital and the hospital still has me listed as female, even though I see on the blood work printout, it says F and T male, whichever, whatever the hell that means. Cause that's a new thing they have on top. So it.
0: And so they remind you that you're getting the man test, even though our records say you're not.
1: Yes. But I think that is is what it was saying before is here's a female profile that's at the t level for a male. You've requested the male profile mm-hmm. for this. So I haven't gotten a change at the hospital because it's been complicated. And to me, it's like, why bother? Because if there was some kind of emergency and I had to go in the ambulance to the hospital and and I look like the guy that I look like, and it says on my record, female, which they might not notice right away, but they might notice if I come in and they had to deal with something about me that is not. Yes. They're going to say, hey, what's going on here? Where's his balls?
0: How does this guy have cervical cancer?
1: Yeah. Why did he pass out? Yes. So I just leave it because I don't care. But it does make the blood work show up funny because it makes the lab confused. Because yes. they have one thing in their system and the doctor's requesting testosterone tests for a male, which comes out in a different printout. And I know that because one time they printed it wrong and, and our doctor said, this is wrong. This <laughs> is not what I asked for. Right. And called them up and made them run it the right way. Right. So it does say on my lab request, which I wasn't entirely comfortable with. I understand the medical billing coding, but it does say from the endocrinologist, gender identity disorder. And I understand how that's gotten us medical access, but more and more, it just seems wrong. Mm -hmm. It's not my identity that's disordered. (laughs)
0: Fair. It is
1: my gender that is disordered. Yes. And it is now repaired. Yes. Thank you, hormone therapy. Yes. So maybe I should do that kind of editing you do when words are in the wrong order and do that on the form for them.
0: (laughs) Omit identity. It is just the gender. Mm -hmm. My identity is fine. I know who I am.
1: So there. So... So that is one of them. The other one is also related to red blood cells. But I want to find out more from the kinesiologist. She might also say, oh, it's nothing. This is what I expect to see in a male profile. Right. And if you look up blood work and you see what is the range for males in these categories? What is the range for females? In some of them, they are different.
0: They are. And also the other thing that comes up different that is related to, I think you had said the RDW is also related to some nutritional deficiencies, which have also been related to your wheat sensitivity and other dietary concerns.
1: Well, yeah, I ran across this when I was doing some research of just looking up the difference in levels of these different categories and trying to get a little information about do transgender guys find this type of trend in their blood work. This high RDW rate often correlates to a deficiency in B12 and or iron, and they're finding more that that is related to cardiac arrest type problems, for one thing. So there's a serious Yes. More serious end of it. Not that the wheat part isn't serious. But then I found this article about how that B12 issue has been found to correlate with people who have a tendency to get celiac or other digestive issues related to wheat products. Yes. I've had the problem with wheat products for a long time. Yes. Maybe my whole life and didn't notice it till I stopped ingesting them or basically applying them to my body in any way that I can think of.
0: How else would you apply wheat products to your body besides I, ingesting them? I don't want to know,
1: Literally, We're always telling our kids, no, don't put that corn in your nose. No, don't put it in your ear either. <laughs> So maybe ear, some kind of ear things out of bread. I don't know.
0: All right, then. (laughs) So,
1: (laughs) you don't know what to do now, do you? Nope. (laughs) Uh That's what happens when we talk in the morning and I'm awake and you're not.
0: (laughs) Uh, Fair. All right. Any more changes about your body or anything else that you've noticed or any other gendery goodness?
1: It's all gendery goodness. I'm perfectly happy with it.
0: I'm glad. Thank you. We went to the beach yesterday, and you took off your shirt for a few minutes. I did. I feel still a little. Self- I feel a little self-conscious
1: because my my left peck is a little bit funny shaped. But I also don't want to get the scars too much sun, and I ordered some zinc mm-hmm. sunblocker, which works it's terribly well. But also peach colored. Yeah, so it kind of masks the scars a little bit too, and right. that should make me feel a little less self-conscious. Good. But the left peck is still a little... Uh, concave. Funny. Yeah, it's a little concave right towards the nipple. And the surgeon wants to fix that, but I, I don't want him to fix it till after we do all these camps, Boy Scout camps and such. And I don't want to wear a binder until I figure out the heat problem a little bit with the kinesiologist and or it's not so damn hot up. Yes. But I definitely don't have the option of wearing a binder while I'm at Boy Scout camp and trying to recover from some minor surgery procedure while I'm at Boy Scout camp. Right. But basically, he wants to take a little bit of the fat tissue that's above that concave part, which Mm -hmm. is obviously more fat tissue than than is on the other side of my chest, and inject it where the concave part is. And he said it might take a few times. And each time, I probably have to wear a binder again for a couple few weeks. So I don't want to do it until we're towards the fall. Right. I have no interest in a binder and a shirt. You
0: don't even like a shirt right now.
1: I I hardly have an interest
0: in a shirt, yes. (laughs) This is true. It's what it is.
1: So when that gets set up, and when I find out anything from the kinesiologist, hopefully I'll know by the next time we record or at least... The, the it,
0: next time we bring up gendery body stuff. Probably two times
1: from now I should know by then, because it takes a little while to get in there to talk to her.
0: Yes, and generally we record two episodes at a time. So next month or so, friends. Yep. So there's your body on tea.
1: Yeah, there's probably other things but those are the most of them. So I'll have to get swimming. Maybe yes. I'll try it today, if not for sure tomorrow. Yes. If we have time today, I'll, I'll try it.
0: You can do that while I'm getting things set up for company tonight. Okay. So is that it? That is it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Hi, I'm
1: Jess. <laughs> <laughs> we were waiting so long, I, I was ready to say it, and then I just started laughing. <laughs> looking at you, looking at I'm counting in my
0: brain the three seconds of silence to make sure that it's got it for noise removal.
1: Oh, are we too loud? Look.
0: <laughs> Hold on, okay. I can fix the microphone. Oh okay. yes. Okay.
1: It's better that we noticed that. Is that thank easier you for editing?
0: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It it all gets fixed later. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the dog. The snoring dog.
1: It's not exactly a snore. It's sort of a wheeze. <laughs> It is. It's a wheezy snore.
0: Aw. My knee hurts. Why does my knee
1: hurt? I don't know. Why does my ass hurt? (laughs)
0: Because you used it. (laughs) 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 I'll send you to my masseuse. He's not afraid of glutes.
1: (laughs) Do I, um, we have to do our intro. We
0: still have to do the intro, (laughs) yes. What are we going to do about this?
1: We're going to have to lock him out. He'll probably go outside our window and...
0: No, I think he'll settle back down in a minute.
1: Do you need to pause or no? Better just take it all out.
0: Yeah. At this point, yeah.
1: Breathing's giving you trouble, huh,
0: dude?
1: Should we quick say something?
0: (laughs) Hi, I'm Jess.
1: And I'm George.
0: Your tolerance for heat has significantly diminished over the past year and a half on... No, two, two years on T now, yeah? Yeah,
1: yeah, over two.
0: The past two. Say it all again? Uh, yes. You do, because you like words. You don't care how many <laughs> times you say them. <laughs> I don't.
1: <laughs> yeah. Half the time he sounds like a phone buzzing, half the time he <laughs> sounds like a fly... I'm not sure. That's why I keep stopping, like, what is that? Oh, that's still the dog. Oh, that one's still the dog, too. He's got a lot of different sounds. He does. He's downloaded extras lately. Yes. And who knows if anybody will even hear that besides
0: us. I'll at least throw it into a blooper. Mm -hmm. So anyway, about your shoes and your feet...
1: And it was like my thirty-third birthday, and I learned say, to swim. say that
0: again. It was like my thirty-third I know.
1: Or so. You you, don't, you need me to move them because you keep stopping no. and looking at them. No. Once I got my nasal septum fixed. Mm-hmm. You know. <gasps> Oh, I'll just lay down and be
0: quiet. If he would actually be quiet, that would be okay, but he's really snoring. That's your turn.
1: (laughs) The 20-minute recording podcast that took 45.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: All to do with breathing issues of various people (laughs) and pointy-headed creatures in the room. Sorry. (laughs) I'll be next, I'm sure.
0: But at least you have both nostrils to do it with.
1: I have a butt cramp.
0: You have a butt cramp? How's your butt cramp doing? It's
1: not the goutius maximus. It's something else I'd have to look at. a. I was going to say map. Body map. Uh, Picture of muscles. And get the diagram. diagram. Yeah, that thing. (laughs) In order to determine which one it was. But I'm not sure if it's from carrying a kayak up and down a hill or through a trail up and down a hill, or using the kayak, which would use different muscles, not necessarily my butt, but I would be positioned differently, or the hike I took this morning, Mm -hmm. or probably all of the above. Yeah. And then there's this whole not quite an old guy thing that happens.
0: Yeah, you're not (laughs) You're like, what is
1: that? I'm not old enough for that. Whatever problem, cramping my ass, so.
0: That's okay, neither am I, but I'm still. You're so not even close to old enough for any of that nonsense Uh, but here i am yep i'm too young to be this old we both are